Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Compassionate, caring, and cuddly. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com from Daryl. Hi, Roy. Not happy with Mr. O'Leary dropping out. He said what a lot of people in the West say. It's not right that Quebec runs Canada. He said the truth. Quebec should not be able to have control with Canada. Thank you, Daryl. A lot of opinion about uh, Kevin O'Leary from uh, Stephanie in Edmonton. I'm sad about him stepping down as I would have voted for him at election time. I also admire him for stepping down. And his explanation makes perfect sense. It depends on the person that we've had. Uh, we've seen both. We've seen people who are absolutely, totally disappointed in uh, Mr. O'Leary and others who are saying, hey, that's just the way it is. It is the way it is. And now you have to look at the other candidates who are running for the leadership of the Conservative Party if you're a member of the party and if you're going to vote. And one of the people who's been looked at very positively is Andrew Scheer, uh, the former Speaker of Parliament, youngest Speaker in the history of Canada's Parliament at 35 years of age. And you get that job by being elected by the rest of your peers. And that means not just conservative members, but also members from the opposition, well, the other parties. I still had you guys in government, Mr. Shear. What happened? <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> well, maybe we're looking ahead to 2019. How are you doing? That's right. I'm doing very well. Just at home in Regina, came home from my son's baseball game, spending a much-needed day at home before I hit the road uh, again next week. All right. So were you ready for what happened with Kevin O'Leary, or did that take you completely by surprise? I can't say it took me by, supply, uh, by, by, by surprise because, you know, his whole campaign has, has been uh, untraditional, to, to say the least. And, uh, but I, I don't buy the, the argument that uh, he, was he was convinced he was going to win the leadership but couldn't win in 2019. Uh, I think he, he realized that he didn't have uh, much growth potential on subsequent balance, uh, ballots. And so rather than, uh, th- th- than, than lose, he's, he's doing what... Uh, what he's done his whole life, which is make a make a deal and and make a make a move. So, but uh, it, you know, it's it certainly is going to sharpen the minds of members now as as yeah. ballots are hitting doorsteps. It's had it has uh, the 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 effect of focusing Canadians on what's going on, particularly as far as the conservative race is concerned. Now, what is the what is the most fundamental uh, what is the most fundamental issue? that you would approach as Prime Minister of Canada. What's the number one issue that matters? And please, you know. Don't tell me the economy and jobs. I get that. But tell me how you would do what you're going to do. Well, you know, uh, it, it, uh, not to not to disappoint you, but it, it is the economic issues that, that are so. No, I understand that. If I, understand I, if, that. If I can, if I can dig down into specifics, the, yeah. the, the most, the, the toughest thing we're going to have in 2019 as a country is that we'll have had four years of Justin Trudeau making Canada more uncompetitive as we sit beside and our neighbors to uh, a country with a president who, uh, whatever you might think of his his views, is making the American economy much more competitive. He, he's he's deregulating. He's lowering taxes. He's he's refusing to impose a carbon tax on the American people, and we're going to have the exact opposite up here. We're having a country that, a uh, government that is imposing new taxes, raising payroll taxes, and so in 2019, to, to create those jobs, we, we need to make our, our economy 
more, more able to, to compete. We're going to have yeah. to lower those taxes and, and attract an investment. And, and that's going to be the, the toughest challenge for an incoming conservative prime minister. Yeah. And Mr. Trudeau saying that he's going to continue with his carbon tax, that's just being obstinate in the face of uh, what should be a common sense decision. If the Americans are not going to have a carbon tax, then we shouldn't have one either because we're going to hurt our economy if we try to go butt heads with the with the, with the Americans. And then also tell me, please, if Donald Trump, you're the prime minister of Canada, Donald Trump suddenly gets up and says, well, that's it for NAFTA in two days. I'm canceling the deal. Uh, we know the prime minister called Mr. Mr. Trump. We know that uh, President Nieto called Mr. Trump. He, he's still talking about it. He talked about it last night about maybe doing away with NAFTA. How would you handle that? Well, I, I think uh, Justin Trudeau's approach is, is exactly wrong. You're not going to get Donald Trump to keep the border open because uh, he feels sorry for you or because, you know, you ask him to do you a solid. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, Maxime Bernier's approach, which is, you know, to go down and, and, and read Adam Smith to him and, and argue the philosophical benefits uh, of free trade, that doesn't work either. What works is going into the U.S. economy and building alliances with American employers, with Americans who, ho- who have companies and factories who hire Americans and get them to come to Washington and argue why their employees need that border open. Talk about all the Americans that are employed and and meet a congressman from a swing state and show him somebody who has 1,500 employees thanks to free trade with Canada and say, don't do this for Justin Trudeau. Don't do this for Canada. Don't do this out of the goodness of your heart. Do this to keep Americans employed in these key districts. That's what we did when we fought by American in 2008. Stephen Harper sent a legion of trade officials all throughout the U.S. finding those people who who hire people in the U.S. thanks to trade with Canada. That's what Donald Trump understands. He understands jobs and, and political realities in the U.S., not free market philosophical uh, essays. I don't think you can get into a lengthy philosophical discussion with the President of the United States, and I don't think he has the attention span. I, I don't mean to be rude. I'm not trying to be rude. I just think that he makes a decision quickly, and then he wants to move on. And if you try I to think- engage him in a long dissertation, he's lost. You, you've lost him. I think you're right, and I think he's also not bothered by hypocrisy. You know, he's signing an executive order, uh, basically bringing in protectionist measures for U.S. steel, at the same time that he's railing against so-called protectionist measures uh, that exist in Canada. So he's not bothered by by the the philosophical inconsistency of his approach. He understands jobs. He he wants that the the flash for the American people. And we can build alliances with American employers and make the case. You're right. He's not going to read through a a 15-page essay from a trade official. Mr. Mr. Scheer, uh, let me take you into present time. We have a situation with the current Minister of National Defense, Harjit Sajjan, who has a a, a very positive record as an intelligence officer, three tours tours of duty in Afghanistan, well spoken of, well thought of by his superior officers, and now he pulls Brian Williams. And we we know it's not just the first time. He did it in 2015. I, I think... Everything aside, I think the prime minister should be calling him in and asking for his resignation. Now, what would you do if you're the prime minister and you had a minister of national defense? If the situation were exactly the same, what would you do? Well, you know, uh, you, you have, when you're in government, when you have uh, when you have ministers, especially for I mean, every portfolio, but you know, defense is one of those ones where uh, if we ever have to deploy troops, if we ever have to make the case for sending our men and women into into harm's way, we just have to have a hundred percent confidence that they're being truthful and that they're being uh, that, that that they mean what they say and, and that they're 
what they're saying is accurate. So, you know, uh, I, I would I would tell all my ministers that, you know, you don't make stuff up, and if you do, you're gone, because you just, you, you, you can't lose trust with the Canadian people for for fudging or embellishing a story. It's it's just, it's so frustrating with these Liberals. You know, he is a, he's had a great service uh, career. He's highly decorated, um, and, and you know, he, that's not enough. He seems to have to kind of embellish his role in, in, in key in, in key operations. And I know that, that that sends a terrible signal to the men and women in the armed forces. Yeah, it you know, it's, it, these are people who, who, who do risk their lives, and, and to see someone at the top have to, you know, claim all the glory or, 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 or get even more accolades for themselves personally on an individual basis, that's not how our, our armed forces operate. And so I, I think he's done himself a great disservice, and he's probably had a terrible effect on morale. And, and, and the team type of uh, attitude that, that our men and women in the Canadian Forces have. What's your impression of uh, the, the effect of the morale of, of, of his team and uh, the effect it might have on Canadians when we have our current Prime Minister, Mr. Trudeau, declaring that his brother got a break after smoking marijuana because his last name is Trudeau? What does that sound like to you? Well, it's 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 typical liberal arrogance, and and to the fact that you know, a different set of rules apply for them. That they are the the philosopher kings that don't have to be bothered by uh, the rules the same way that uh, hardworking Canadians do. I I don't know what point Trudeau was try- Justin was trying to make with with his story, but I think to most people I talk to is, you know, what a terrible thing to say about uh, about about the family that that you know his father used his political connections to subvert justice, yeah. and whatever the argument may be about what types of penalties people who are caught with marijuana should face, I think we can all agree that well-connected former prime ministers or former ministers should not be able to pick up the phone and interfere with the course of justice. I mean, that, that's not what, what the rule no. of law is about. That's, that's just a terrible, terrible signal. Because your feeling is if they'll do it for that, what won't they do it for? Exactly. That's the question and, and, that is raised. And, you know, I had someone say to me, like, oh, you know, you're, you're a father, you know, wouldn't you do what you could to protect your children if they ever got into trouble. I said, well, that's a huge difference between that and picking up the phone call, uh, picking up the phone and interfering with the course of yeah. justice with the rule and you of have law. To, and you have okay. to ask yourself, Mr. Scheer, why would the prime minister even say this? Why would he no, even bring I, it up? What's the point? Yeah. It's 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 just ter- sending these terrible terrible signals, and you know I, I for for our defense minister I make the analogy to a sports team and you know what every, most athletes the athletes that are that have the highest regard from the public are the ones that recognize that it's a team effort that you know they they only score a goal because someone passed them the puck and and they only scored the touchdown because linemen were blocking for them and to, to, if, if if a player on a team was trying to hog all the glory and embellish and claim he was on the field when he wasn't, uh, the rest of the team doesn't respect him. And that's what I'm worried about with our armed forces, that now the people that report to the defense minister are going to have those feelings towards him, yeah. and, and, and they're right to have them. Yeah. Well, I, I thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you again before the, uh, before the vote for the conservative uh, party leadership. But it's all about if you're going to be the leader, you have to lead, and then you also have to be willing to take responsibility for not only your actions, but the people on your team. That's what the people of Canada expect. Mr. Shear, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Talk to you again. Thank you for having me on again. Andrew Shear, running for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. When we come back, Aaron O'Toole was also running for the leadership of the Conservative Party, former Air Force captain and former Veterans Affairs Minister. Stay with us.